are we going to use the technology from what's on the Hayden series onto future products? Watch this space. Welcome back to another episode of the Eastgate Chat Podcast. This is the first one since we have released the Hadian board. I know Jeff especially has been chomping at the bit to start talking about this. Uh, All very excited. I think we all are really. There's been so much action and talk and it's been a chaotic time, but um, happy days. Awesome. So what we did was we jumped on Instagram and we did the ask a question and we said, what do you want to know about the Hadian? So on this episode, all we're going to do is run through everyone's questions and talk about anything people want to know about the Hadian. We'll kick, on. we'll kick it off with this actually came through more than once. How do you pronounce it? Oh, okay. It's <laughs> Hadian. Do you guys have another version? Range test for the Hadian series boards. New Hadian series. Test number two on the new Hadian boards. I think no, that's, that's it, isn't it? it? If, if you look it up online, that's how it sort of identifies to pronounce it, Hadian. Yeah, so hey, not had. Yeah. Yeah, it's not yeah. had. Hadian. A lot of us, when we came up with the name, were saying Hadian. And then so there was some correction around the office and we all then had to, you know, get it right. Hadian. It's not Hadeen. Hadeen. <laughs> or or As I've, Hayden. Heard so, I've heard somebody say Hadeen. <laughs> I, I mean, that's interesting. All right. Next question up is, I'm new to skateboarding. Should I get one? You go first, Nick. Yeah, I mean, if... I mean, recommend anybody try any board, really. Um, look, anybody new to skateboarding, you've got to jump on a board, obviously make sure you're comfortable with it. Um, the board's brilliant. I think it'd be a great introduction to skateboarding. Um, it's smooth in every way. It's got that performance. I think it's going to sort of, you know, keep them on that product for a long time. And the board just also feels stable. It's got a lot of features on it over previous ones that I think is really going to give that new rider a benefit. Yeah, I definitely agree. And, um, you know, although the board is like hugely powerful and it's mm. got ridiculous range of performance, you know, you can wind that back and use it as a complete beginner board if you want to. You know, you can wind that mm. current down, set your acceleration curves to like soft or soft anything, breaking any yep. acceleration. So it's a, it, it is actually a fantastic beginner board if you set it right. So you can grow into it, turn into the full professional and then just like fang it when you're ready. That's a, a good point. You definitely can grow into it. Yeah. It's not like you're going to have to buy another board six months down the track. And, that, and that's completely correct. And, you know, you don't have to jump on it and go 50K an hour straight out of the box. Like, you know, yeah. we, we recommend not doing that. <laughs> that's right. Sort of leads on to the next question, which got asked quite a bit, especially during the launch campaign. Why is it more expensive than the GTR? Hmm. Well, there's a lot of reasons for that. And I think we can all sort of chime in for our own point of view. Yeah. Uh, basically, especially on the, on the carbon, um, there's a lot more to it. You know, the motors are way more powerful. They're a lot larger. There's more battery cells and the cells are larger in size. Uh, the motor controller uses completely different componentry, um, much, you know, really high quality components. Uh, the forged carbon deck is, is a unique product to make. Uh, there's there's a lot more to it, um, and not to mention, you know, we, we're certainly living in a world where things are hard to get at the moment. You know, there's a there's a chip shortage, uh, hard to get MOSFETs. Every, we're seeing prices going up all over the place. Shipping costs, you know, trying to run mm. a business. Um, this, it, it's it's not easy producing and maintaining, you know, an electric skateboard. And and then when you when you compare it to the G, existing GTR series. Uh, you know, it, it is more expensive, but it's not a GTR replacement 
you know, this is a whole new product line and it offers a lot more and like it's, it's on, on a different level. So things do cost, you know, cost more money. Yeah. And I think like, you know, in addition to like the actual physical product side of things as well, there's like, you know, the amount of sort of development that's gone into it as well and the design aspect and getting that big package into a board that is still the same size as the GTR physically was, you know, we know it wasn't a small task to sort of get that and to have it still feeling like a nice, light, nimble board and mm. not something larger. So yeah. I think, you know, there's a lot of development in the back end that went into not only that design aspect, but even the operational like aspects and components to get them to integrate to work with yeah, that. Yeah, so I think no, you're right, man. That's well said and, and it's true. You know, this, is, this has been a project that's been ongoing for a long time for yeah. us. The amount of time and money that we've spent just getting it to where it is just even, you know, before tooling stage was, was huge for us. And then going through the IP process, um, you know, it's, this is, it's, it's not an easy task trying to make a, a performance electric skateboard for under $3,000. It's, yeah. yeah. And I think if you, if you were to over, like, you know, compare the physical components into that, looking at that size and that development there. And I said this to somebody, if you were to put that battery into a GTR deck, the battery itself would take up nearly the entire enclosure. So then to still fit a BMS and a motor controller on the same physical size. Yeah, you can't do it. Great undertaking. Mm. And then in terms of the performance as well, it's not a marginal increase on the GTR board. Not by any standards. (laughs) Yeah, like we're talking double the power output, 37% of the capacity. It's it's not just a little step up. Yeah, I, I, look, we, we've had these conversations so many times yeah. over the last like 18 months, all three of us. like we're, we're the ones who've been riding it the most at the end of the day. And we talk about how great it is to have that extra range uh, and that extra acceleration. But where you really notice the difference, and, and it's hard to actually put a number on it, is it is the power. And, it, and it's not just acceleration. Mm-hmm. We're talking you know, being able to have that torque all the way through the range, going up hills, not just once, but just just constantly yeah. and and the and the system can handle it you know that's very hard to compare that uh, that power and that performance side of it to the gtr uh, it's 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 on a different level when you compare just the range though it's easier to get more of a number a spec but the power and performance it's hard to you know yeah. really say what the difference is it's and it's a lot more than double I, it's hard to put a number on it all those things said let's let's quickly take a look at the first question again yeah if you're, <laughs> if you're trying to get your first board, this is sort of the point of a range of, yeah. of boards, right? Yeah. So not everyone always needs the biggest, baddest thing out there. Yeah. If you look That's in right. the automotive industry, motorbikes, mountain bikes, or across to phones, TVs, yeah. you don't necessarily need the biggest and the best. If you're the sort of person that knows that you're going to be like, I want more out of this thing, the Hadians for yeah. you. Yeah, and, and I think that the call, you can grow into it. That That's a big one. It's going to serve you for a lot longer. And, and uh, you know, and that's why we made it because there's a lot of GTR customers out there who's just like frothing for, you know, when they first got the board for a few months. And then after a few months, they're just going, oh, I wish I had that little bit extra range or I wish it went that little bit faster yeah. or I wish I could go up that steeper hill for longer. <laughs> and that's why we made this board. At the end of the day, for those that, you know, want that bit extra, but you don't necessarily have to have it. GTR can serve its purpose, you know, for, for the majority of people out there who, you know, ride electric skateboards. There was a lot of questions come in um, really just on the top line specs. So yeah. rather than answering them all individually, 
Um, let's just run through a couple of them. Yep. Uh, speed. So top speed, straight out of the box, 50k an hour for the street board and 42 for the AT. We'll chuck up a graphic for the miles. Yes. Um, <laughs> range. So 40 kilometers in the all-terrain and 65 on the street. Battery capacity. So we're looking at 691 watt hour. And the configuration of the battery? 12S4P using 21700 cells. Cool. Um, weight is about, what, two kilos heavier than the GTR board, but the physical size of it is, is pretty yeah, much the same. Yeah, it's about two, two and a half, I think. It's about two, two and a half, give or yeah. take. So it's about yeah. 12 and a half for the carbon and it's around 13 and a half for the bamboo total. Um, and yeah, so it's like, yeah, like you said, about two, two kilos. Yeah. The, the AT boards between the carbon bamboo, very similar. Yeah. The carbon is just a tad lighter, but then when you set it up the street, it's a little bit lighter again. So it's yeah. in the twelves. And that weight predominantly comes from obviously you've got an extra eight larger cells and two much larger motors. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, onto the bamboo board, does it still have USB ports? It does have two ports at the back. They're not USB though. Uh, and the purpose for it is for our prism strip lights. And <clears throat> they, they're going to basically connect the same way they do with the, on, on the carbon with the brake light. So you can't put USBs in there, but there are ports and uh, we're going to have these prism strips available really soon. So it'd be great for, we know that the carbon has those integrated lights. So we want to offer that on the bamboo and, and it's more of an external um, accessory does exactly the same thing that you can use your app, you can change the lights, you can use your remote, you can change the lights and it works with the braking. Can riders use the phase remote on their GTR? At the moment, no. <laughs> um, so in the future, there will be an option, um, but right now it's just for the Hadian. Yeah, just for the Hadian, uh, but we are going to make it available for GTR customers and, and it's going to be the same remote structurally. When we do release it, we'll have some new features uh, features of it that won't work. Um, you know, you can't have the lights, um, but it'll still have the same look and feel and function. Um, it's just going to have different firmware and softwares yep. in it. There you go. So for GTR and Stoke customers, something to look forward to? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I know there's a lot of people frothing for that. Yeah, yeah. It's good remote. Um, since we've redesigned the decks, we did both of them. The carbon obviously got a bit more work. Yep. Are they still structurally able to hold the same weight of rider? I think that's probably a you question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the answer is yes. So the bamboo construction's pretty similar in terms of its strength. It still uses a fiberglass yeah. reinforcement, yeah. bamboo and maple, is it? Yeah. Yep. Um, the, the carbon we swapped to the forge, obviously, yep. which um, has some strength benefits. We did that with the chassis frame yep. and move up the weight limit to 120 kilograms back from 100. Mm. So that's, that's our highest rated board. Yep. And the electronic system makes a huge difference yeah. for heavy riders. Yeah, definitely. Like really, really big difference. If you're up near the 100 kilo mark, yeah. the Hadian is for a you. whole, yeah, it's a whole new world of riding. Yeah. Um, is a bamboo board still flexible? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. Yeah. It's, it's still got that really nice controlled flex and, uh, yeah. It's something about it, like it does just feel really good. And I think that that's a combination of what like using the fiberglass at a way is in there as well. It yeah. just really gives a nice controlled flex. All, all the earlier prototypes that we made uh, with our deck factory, uh, after we made the tooling molding, you know, the first samples were too flexy. Yeah. Yeah, we, we didn't, they didn't quite get this right. And we had a lot of adjustments um, during that process. And 
Um, however, yeah, we're happy with the, the production decks now. You know, um, it's much stronger. It's got a nice spring underneath. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a different feel. And yeah, I think there's a little bit more flex in this compared to the Bamboo GTR, just a little bit more. It's a little bit longer. So fractional, that, yeah. That might play into it a little bit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Water resistance. What is the water resistance like on the Hadeon? Well, let's talk the carbon first. Yep. Um, the way the carbon is assembled and made, uh, it's very different to how the GTR is. Um, in the GTR, there's just one molded deck with a cavity and there's one seal on top. Um, on, the, on the carbon, we've got, uh, we've got, uh, we've got a, a big hole in the deck and it's a separate battery case which has its own seal. Then the top lid, the carbon lid, has its own seal up there. Um, there's a lip that runs around the chassis frame, which is also... Uh, there's a seal on that, a foam seal, which stops any water coming through. And then the motor controller itself has its own seal when when it's all sort of pressed together. So there's like a variety mm. of of seals on, on the carbon, um, and we're pretty happy with how how it is. It's it's very it's very watertight. We're never going to say it's like completely waterproof because um, we know that things can change uh, depending on how the customer uses board if they take things apart. Yep. Um, and we know people will just decide to try to ride it underwater. So we want to avoid that. Nick, <laughs> he's done it. But we, we have to do it to, to understand what the limits are, just like what we did with the remote, you know, like we threw it and dropped it and drove over it. Find out what you, that breaking point is. Yeah, you need to know how tight it is. And on the bamboo, you can answer that one. Yeah, so bamboo, um, you know, very much same. Like we've gone to the same kind of lengths to try and protect it and seal it up. So it still has like a nice sort of seal around the perimeter of where the cases meet. Um, this is in an overmold with the lid. Uh, and then similar to the carbon, it also has like a nice silicon sort of matte seal around the ESC on the heatsink where it all presses in. And there's a nice ridge around there that that contacts with. And it's kind of got two contact points there for sealing as well. Um, and then the ports out the back kind of have two, uh, I guess, points of sealing as well. They've got like an external, like an internal. Rubber. Yeah. Um, so yeah. again, it's it's something we've tried to look at pretty carefully and tried to make sure everything's really well protected. Yeah, and I've definitely seen some questions around on the carbon because we've got those um, those air vents that run through, and uh, some some people have certainly think that air vents are exposed into the uh, electronics inside. Um, they to answer that question they're not exposed yeah. to electronics it's a separate cavity that runs through the side um, and we've um, like Nick said we've got a, a silicon seal that seals that whole heat sink area up um, that cavity is a separate piece to the the electronics and that's a huge bit of um, CNC forged mm. aluminium that runs across it um, so that helps with that heat dissipation and then having the air running through that again that helps keep that heat sink um, nice and yep. nice and cool. The motor control just doesn't get hot. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, where do I find a local supplier? Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. can I can probably that. do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the easiest way to do it is um, if you know where your local country is, you go to their website. But one step back, evolveskateboards.com has a whole list of countries. You pick your country. We have 14 distributors uh, servicing 45 countries. Then you'll find your correct distributor and you can go directly to them or they'll have a retailer list yep. on their website. And then that steps down again. And there's hundreds of retailers around the world. Uh, Hadians won't be in those stores to demo until at least September. Yep. Um, and that's that's dependent on the retailer themselves, what they sort of do with it. Mm. 
but reach out to your local distributor and they'll be able to tell you yep. what to go. Cool. Can I purchase a Hadian with knobby tires? Yes. <laughs> you certainly can. And yeah, I mean, if you're riding off-road uh, regularly, like the knobby tires are a great addition. Like they really make a big difference. You can really feel it <laughs> on grass, man. I, I, I had these new ones the other day on the oval when we're doing all the, you know, SOC testing. And like it just held around yeah. those corners compared to the slicks. There, there was definitely a, a performance difference. Well, I mean, we rode them in Tassie yeah. on those trails and like, you know, there's no way we could have done some of those berms yeah. and tracks as we did with slicks. Like it just wouldn't have held on the same. Uh, so yeah, if you're riding off road, definitely good addition. Yeah. Awesome. So the board builder itself is going to be live with the Hadian pretty much now or very soon. Yes. Um, but in the meantime, you can just reach out to our customer service staff and they'll hook you up yeah. and set it all up. They'll yeah. be able to look after you. Similar question, because a lot of people buying the Hadian also have GTR boards. They're looking at Street AT 2-in-1. Yep. Can the GTR Street Conversion Kit go on the Hadian? Yes. It's a yep. Yep. direct swap. Exactly. Let's expand on that in terms of how they have to deal with all their existing wheels and hubs. All right. Well, on the street, it's it's exactly the same as the GTR. You know, it uses the same, uh, same rear axle. Um, you can use the same drive gears um and same wheels and and belts so it's, it's pretty simple on on the streets just a straight one for one swap if you've got a gtr you can put any wheels and gears on it that you already have on your hadian you can talk the yeah with at the, yeah so the all train the the main difference is we've changed the all train hub which means we change the gear um so they can still put all their old at kits on if they swap the whole hubs and everything over the drive gear um, otherwise they can swap tires to the hadian hubs yeah um, it, but that's it, the only change it's just the drive gear so the hadian has a new drive gear and then if you want to put your old hubs on if if it's a color that you like you have to use the the other drive gear yeah. and they're both 66 too so there's no yeah. changes in anything like that it doesn't change performance or anything like that yeah change the hubs change the gears and yep. you're good to go yep. yep cool can i put hadian parts on my gtr so i guess this sort of covers the hardware and then people are asking about the electronics as well so, okay, onto the, the wheels and gears. Okay, you can put the new Hadian hubs in AT mode on the GTR. That's backwards compatible. That's all, that's With all good. With the gears, yep. Yep. Um, other than that, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't put the motors on the GTR. just doesn't fit. Not, none of the electronics will integrate with a GTR. Um, they're all very different in terms of how they integrate with each other. Uh, none of the connectors are the same. None of the actual spatial fitting is yeah. the same. They're just too big. Yeah. I mean, you're like, yeah. So in terms of like operating system, you can't fit anything to your GTR, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, during testing, what sort of issues did we face, such as overheating and <clears throat> things like that? A long time to discharge the batteries. <laughs> I just want to get that one out. <laughs> yeah, well, I think onto that, onto the batteries, I think the biggest one for us, and it's just taken us so long, so much test riding, real-world riding, was getting the battery percentage right, getting the SOC yeah. reading correctly on the remote. And, and, you know, it's crucial as a rider. You want it to be accurate. You want it to, you know, display in real time. So getting it all the way down to 0% from 100, that's taken us ages, man. 
Like it's, anyway. It sounds so simple, but all we're trying to do is get it to charge to 100% and then go down to 0%. Yeah. And and you want it to do it in a way that protects the battery under any possible riding circumstance. So, you know, even at the bottom end of the battery with maximum load, getting it perfect so it can't, you know, over-discharge the cells in any case. And, you know, every time we made that adjustment, we then had to discharge the battery again. And so every time we've made those adjustments, it's another cycle. And so that's probably been the most time-consuming yeah. out of anything I would have yeah. said. Again, this is all software-related. Yeah. And and the, the software part of uh, this whole product has, has been the most time-consuming. And, you know, getting the, the UI, the display on the remote, and then making those functions work yeah you know activating them and and coding them right and so it it has taken us just a a long time i I reckon all all that kind of stuff though that's sort of been happening you know the last sort of six months but if you take it back you know the first six months of our development it was all around you know actually getting an acceleration and brake feeling just right and again that that took took us a long time because we haven't played with foc before and really dialing it in to, you know, like we all know FOC, FOC performs differently and we want to still have that, you know, off the mark acceleration like we're all used to with the GTRs and the GTs and trying to get that same performance and, you know, really pushing yeah. what we could get out of it. That was our was, biggest complaint yeah. right at the beginning when we first uh, developed the, you know, the firmware mm-hmm. for it. Yeah, we, you know, I loved how quiet and it was an acceleration and braking, but it just had nothing in in the in the front end when you pull the trigger it just didn't punch yeah. but then it wound out as you you know got through the trigger the rest of it and so that that it, it almost it was like this went like that this curve so we had to somehow get around get around that so that that took us ages yeah but i think like when we look at it like in terms of you know what issues did we face during it i think it was really just dialing in a lot of those sort of parameters and operating grounds like in terms of like structural performance issues i don't know that we really ran into that much this time around because you know we we carried over like the same basic structure of like the battery using the pcb and we know that structure is pretty solid now like it's been in use for like two years of gtr plus the development for that and you know that's pretty well dialed in so i think we had really good success with that we didn't really have any issues with batteries yeah and, you know, onto the, I guess, the design of the motor controller itself, you know, even before we made our first sample, um, you know, we had to change the, you know, the componentry layout, the schematics, yep. like quite a few times. Uh, so in theory on paper, it, it all should work. And, you know, we made a lot of changes, yeah. you know, back then, especially when we first started, it, we, you know, took us took us a while to yeah. dial that in. I think we had some supply issues with some of the chips and we had to sort of look for some alternatives in early stages of development. Mm-hmm. I think that was like a bit of a one of our issues where we had to then look at another processor and, you know, then re- rework with that one, make sure it was all going to uh, work the same way we wanted to and not cause any issues. And so just some of those things, like as standard COVID stuff, supply issues and just general yeah um, lucky we had the lab tests as well so most of the issues or failures were found at that stage so yeah. more so yeah. by the time it got into a board it was it was pretty sound yeah well b- before we even put it in a board we'd already done like sustained current draw testing heat testing load testing like you know we'd already done like a lot of that in a controlled environment to make sure we knew it was sound and solid and so it was just up to us to Put it to yeah. its paces in real world. Yeah, yeah. I just still remember the you know the first time we tested it, it was on that three D printed case on the <laughs> Bamboo GTR deck, 
uh, duct tape together. And I remember when we first accelerated, we were like, oh, wow. You know, it's so quiet, but geez, it like it just ramped up real, you know, yeah. really quick. It, weak at the start, and then it just quickly ramped. We, yeah, it we and we couldn't. What and again? I remember. I remember one of the hardest ones we struggled with was trying to hold, maintain a speed yeah, without it creeping up. Yeah, because you know, you pull your trigger and you and you say you hold like sixty percent in. Um, it wasn't holding the speed. It just kept them wanting to creep up or they creep back. And um, so that that took us that took us about a I'd say a good month to to get right. I'm going to throw a question in because uh, people didn't ask too much about the software because they haven't they don't know what we've done yep. for a lot of these things. What are some of the cool things we put in in terms of board diagnostics, other features, uh, safety prompts, all that sort of stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, you know, we've uh, a lot of people will be happy that we brought back the battery cell data, so people can view their individual cells and the total voltage on that screen. Um, for for customer side of things, like that's probably one of the main features that people are going to sort of notice and really enjoy having back. For some people, some people won't care about it, and that's cool. Um, but in terms of like sort of backend diagnostics and stuff, we've actually got a lot more features. Uh, that customers may not see but will help us in sort of back end and this has sort of helped us with setting up these socs and you know that's like a, a bms with a bluetooth module so we can actually talk to the bms um and you know get certain rec- like readings and recordings out of it uh so there's a lot of these features in the back end there which has really been a big step up from what we've had yeah. previously yeah and, and a, <laughs> a couple of cool features too that um what we found a lot of people when they use the product, say they rock up somewhere and they start talking to someone and, you know, our old GTRs, they, not our old, our existing GTRs, they time out after five minutes and then you go to use the board and he goes, oh, shit, you know, it, 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 it turned off, it just disconnected and then you have to press the button in and let it go and then push it back in. So what we've done is um, for this, we've got a like a like a sleep function and then after five minutes, um, if the button's still pressed in, the whole board goes into the sleep mode. It, turn, it looks like it's off, uh, but it's actually still on, and it'll last like that in that mode for about three hours. Yep. And then you can wake it up by just touching the brake, and it's it's a really cool feature. You don't have to like then get bend down and yeah. turn it off and on. So it's a long way from that. Yeah, I used it at the group ride the other day. Um, on the weekend, we went to grilled yep. um, with a bunch of the local crew, and I just put my Haiti in on the wall. <laughs> Everyone else. Um, had to turn it off and do that whole yeah. thing That's and cool. yeah we were there for half an hour and then it was good to go it was just so much easier yeah i think i think actually one big feature this may not seem like a big feature to some that i've really enjoyed is having that sort of back function in the remote Oh like yeah, the, yeah, that's like really cool. Being able to double click the dead man and go back a screen. So especially when you're setting up your lights, yeah, like you know, setting your light color, your function, your strength, and all that, you you're not having to exit out of a menu and go back in. Like you can just go back and forth in and out of whatever menus you want. And um, I think uh, the other big one is the trigger reset. Oh <laughs> yeah, well, I used it the other day. Yeah, because <laughs> you dropped it. <laughs> yeah, we were testing. It was in my helmet, and I flinged my helmet, and the remote went flying out. Um, and then next time I turned the remote on, it dinged me. Yeah. It's, it's taken note that my triggers were not in alignment <clears throat> and it's prompted me to do the trigger reset. And it's just a graphic which tells you exactly yeah. what to do. Push the brake in for two yeah. seconds, let go, pull the accelerator. Yeah. Then you get the tick, trigger reset's it, done. It couldn't be easier and it like literally takes 15 seconds. Yeah, you don't, yeah. you don't have to think about it anymore. So it's super easy. But the fact that it prompts you, yeah. um, I yeah. think that's that's 
really good to know because yeah. you don't have to actually go in there and do it every 10 rides to make sure it's cool. Yeah, 100%. And the other one um, was the heat data. Yes. So that you can also go into the diagnostics and see... Yeah. Temperatures. Temperatures yeah. of what? Battery, motor controller... Yeah. And motors. And motors. Yeah. yeah. And we've got, again, we have to have protections in there for yeah. heat. We can't like let the board overwork itself, although it can handle so much more. Mm. But um, we've definitely got heat uh, protection parameters set in there and, and they're quite high because they're very hard to hard to hit. I'm, yeah, I have to work. If I hit heat protection, it's either a very, very big hill or I'm sweating. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's not like, just a big hill. It's like how many times you go up that yeah, hill. <laughs> over and over again. I, re- I have to work to put it in heat mode yeah. at 100 kilos. Mm. Um, so I think that's... There's other things too in it. We've got um, all the low battery warnings, which is, yep. which is a pretty cool feature. You know, when it gets to 10%, you get the little prompt. Um, and the light's it, changing as well. Yep, yep. The, the light's on the actual board. Yep. yep, so it goes to amber and you get a vibration in the remote. And then when it gets to um, 5%, there's a current step down. It goes from uh, from coarser mode to sport. Um, and then the lights have a flashing amber. And then when it drops down further, it's like... So you cannot know that you need to charge yep. your board. It's it's very clear. Do we want to talk about the, the modes? How about, oh yeah, let's, yeah. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's talk about yeah, this. So we, we've we've completely turned it upside down compared to the GTR series. So there's there's four modes. So it starts in eco, the next speed up is sport, yep. and then the one up from that is Corsa. So let's just work with these three first. Um, again, the whole ethos here is that we're trying to make it sort of like the automotive industry, and you'll often find those sort of sport modes in you know yep. cars. Corsa mode, that's an interesting one. Uh, that's a speed mode that's in a in a in the Lamborghinis. Uh, Corsa means Italian for truck, um, and it's just like a cool word. So it's one of those things. But um, the power difference between all three of those modes is very very different. Yep. Like it, it's almost double in power for each mode, and you know you go from sport to Corsa. Wow, completely yep. different. And when you compare, we made sure that sport mode was actually stronger than the GTR mode. So that, that was important. We wanted that mode to be like, yeah. And we and we really wanted to have a huge gap between each of those speed modes mm-hmm. for very good reasons because we wanted people to use the custom mode. You know, some people might may think like sport is not quite enough, but course is just way too much. So we want people to use the Explore by Evolve app, get in, change the um, the power level that they want, and then they can start playing around with how strong or weak they want that acceleration, so and braking. Mm. So there's a we really wanted to you know make people use that app now. Why is there plastic on the bottom of the carbon hadian? Oh right, I keep seeing this question pop up everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean the the whole what we've done here here is we've we've basically put so much more performance in the electric system, the massive battery. Um, different motor controller. It's all a layered um, electrical um, assembly. Uh, and then that's allowed us to repackage the way we put it into the deck. So we then created a frame around that whole that whole electric yeah. system. So we've we've saved a lot of space by doing mm. this. And uh, yeah, we, we wanted to we wanted to make it as tight as possible. Um, and you know the the, the frame um, works beautifully and you got your forge looking frame and the mixture of materials you got forge you got aluminium you've got um you know uh, glass filled nylon it all works as as one system 
um, and the frame was the biggest, you know, that's where our IP is at the end of the day. We've got uh, patent protection around yep. this now and it's around that whole chassis. That's why there's plastic on it because we've saved a heap of space and the skateboards are not bigger and there's just miles more performance. Yeah. Yeah. And we spoke about earlier, it was at no sacrifice to strength or anything mm. like that. Um, I saw a couple questions about if it's a battery case, would it be replaceable when you scratch it up? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's something that if somebody ever wanted it replaced because they've marked it up, scratched it, whatever, they could send a battery into Evolve. We can put the internals into a new case and send it back to them so they've got a fresh looking board again. Yeah, yeah. And do you know, I can definitely see what's going to happen. You know, yeah. when, when people start getting these, there's going to be some cool customization yeah. things that's going to come out Yeah, on that case itself. What are the battery specs? We spoke about the configuration earlier, <laughs> but do you want to give us a run through of what the battery ratings are? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we're looking at like 140 amp continuous discharge um, up to 180 amp um, peak. Uh, what, 691 watt hour, you know, 16 amp hour. Um, it's, it's a great performing pack and like we cannot sort of fault it. Like it's just been performing really well over and over and over again. Yeah, it's a 21700, 4000 mAh cell. Um, continuous is 35A, max 45. Um, yeah, and it's, you know, the 12S has given us that high voltage. Explain what 12S versus 10S is. So 12S is essentially an extra two cells in series, um, giving us an extra eight volts essentially or 8.4 volts over what we had in the gtr so what that has allowed us to do is uh you know give us a slightly higher top speed but by capping our maximum rpm we're actually able to retain that higher top speed for almost 50 percent of the battery essentially i don't think we've told the community that we've capped our top speed on this no <laughs> no all right but, you, you can bring it out now all right so i mean um i mean you know this still allows us to increase um, and that's, you know, by retaining that top speed, uh, it gives you that higher top speed for a longer period. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you're getting more performance for longer. Um, so that top speed comes with a higher voltage. Um, and, you know, by having a higher voltage obviously comes with not only more performance, but the way it's kind of delivered. So high voltage gives you that sort of bit of extra punch. Um, so, yeah, it's just, you know, that 12S has really given yeah. that big step up yeah. in performance. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a good move for yeah. us. And uh, even down when you're like, you know, 10, 15% battery, it still has good punch and yep. the speeds are, are great. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was hitting around sort of 42. Have, have you told Jeff what you did yesterday? Oh, so hit hit around 50. No. Oh, so we took the 107 mil wheels out. Did you? Yeah. Um, Which gear? 32. So yeah, so we'd already tested the 107s on 38, what, what and we got around. What voltage were you at when you tested that? Yeah, it was full. Okay, yeah, it was around. It was around 98, 99 percent. And where? And I, I just around the side street, so it's a bit of wind around. Um, but I got around sort of 55. Um, and that you maintain that speed? Yeah, yeah, it was sitting, sitting there. And um, but like I said, it was a little bit of wind. I wasn't wasn't tucked in, so I reckon if I was like sort of tucked down a bit more, we probably could have crept it up maybe a little bit more. Man, that um, is fast. You're kitted up, right? Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Which board? Carbon? Carbon, yeah. yeah the carbon just feels so good. Yeah. Like, I've yep. never felt sketchy think, on the I carbon. think we need to talk about this deck a bit more because we've done <clears throat> so much riding on this board and 
and I remember a few moments where we've all agreed, and it was on down at Cheltenham Oval. Mm. It's a it's a cricket ground there, beautifully cut grass, um, and we were down After the back. We cut it. <laughs> we, we helped shave some of the grass back, um, but we all on the same opinion. Like we're riding around, and you know that extra power and the wider deck and the slightly longer foot stance where you can sort of plant yourself in. We're all just going, wow! It just feels like you've got more control. Mm. And and in in the slides in those turns, um, yeah. So the the, the deck has made a ma- massive difference. Yeah, I and started to be able to do stuff that I couldn't do. Yeah. Um. So like, especially the one eighty slides, yeah. or like maintaining a long drift. Yeah. I was doing that, and it just felt so stable that I could actually do it, and yeah. I literally couldn't before. Yeah. Mm. And and somebody said to me, they're like, oh, I'm sure you just go back to a GTR and do it. And like, yeah, okay, you, you can. Yeah. But it definitely feels different. And I think with the carbon, the big thing is like by having that kind of chassis deck, it I think it's almost creating like a, a torsional kind of there uh, is a load tiny absorption. bit more flex than what yeah. there is in the in the solid GTR. And so if you look at something, okay, if you were to refer to go karts, so go kart chassis are designed to flex to get around corners, and you know, uh, basically that's how they get their handling. They don't have suspension, and I think you know that's probably a big part playing in what we're feeling in the carbon decks. Yeah, and it, and it's all that whole chassis frame is is like secured and locked in by you know the battery case, yeah. that you know the massive heatsink, all the trucks, it all locks it all in together. So, mm. can it really go up a thirty five percent incline? Yep, I did it in AT in New Zealand. <laughs> that Baldwin Street. I know when you look at it from the videos or pictures, any hill when you do it from a picture of it doesn't look steep. But holy moly, when you stand at the bottom of Baldwin Street and you look up, I remember the first time I was like, no way, this is getting up. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, in ATMO going up, it just, it was nothing to it. It just kept going. It was stronger. So if, if, if there are another steeper street, maybe we should try. I don't think there is. I think we need to go off streets now. I think we need to find... Off-road. Yeah. But the only problem is then you're going to lose traction. We can find some rocks. <laughs> We did the, it in Tassie, you remember? Yeah, that big rock. That, that, oh, right, that, yeah. On that ridge. Like no, some, no. There, some, was, there was another section. It was on the on the mountain bike trails, and we tried to get up it. Oh, I was, ran out of traction. You ran out of traction. You <laughs> fell down the hill. That was like wet red mud. <laughs> yeah, so I just want to also make something clear. So a lot of people said to me, they're like, oh, it didn't even look that steep. And I'm like, so... Matt and Mickey were walking that day and they couldn't walk down that trail. Like yeah. you guys both slid all the way down that. Like it was impossible to it walk was up or down it. Unbelievably steep. Yeah. It was w- wasn't very long, no. but it was just insanely steep. I remember being at the top dropping into it on the board and it almost felt like a vertical drop coming like off the top into it. it even even in the video, like some of the pictures of the berms <clears> and, and that <laughs> we're, we're riding made it just look flat. Yeah. But it wasn't. There was it, it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> We discussed this when we were trying to put the spec sheet together, like what's the actual gradient. And we didn't really want to put it on the spec sheet, but it is whatever you can get traction for. Yeah, yeah. that's it's, a better way. To, but that's an arrogant way of describing it. So we thought just, just say 35. I won't do that. <laughs> but we can't find a hill that it can't get up. Yeah. And yeah, that's pretty much it. In AT mode, especially, you know, we know that AT makes the board work harder. Yeah. You know, there's more um, traction, you know, there's more sort of resistance on those larger wheels. You got the, you know, different sort of PSIs. So, yeah, yeah, to get up on the AT is insane. Yeah, and the speed you did it in the AT, like half the time of doing it on a street board. Yeah, it didn't struggle. Um, 
Will I be able to trade in my GTR board? No, no, not yet. We're not, our business is not set up for that at this stage. You know, we're still a small business at the end of the day. We're not, we're not a, a big, big company. Um, so we, we don't have a, a process and system set up for that. Maybe in the future, you know, we have talked about it internally, you yeah. know, how we could do it. What, what, what would some of the limitations be on the business? It, it, yeah, it's, it's a hard one. Yeah, and I guess because the market's such a, it is a relatively niche market when you compare it to things like bikes and cars and things like that. So, like that's another thing that plays a big factor in that side of things. Um, so, you know, we can keep mm. working on the back end, mm. and hopefully in the future we can provide something to the customers. Mm. Yeah, the resale market's still pretty good too. It is. So, yeah. uh, there'll be a lot of people looking to get into Eastgate, not wanting to spend the tremendous amount of money mm. for a, like a brand new spanking board. Yeah you'll always sell one yeah yeah and we often sell like you know, used demos um yep. on on gumtree or ebay and and they sell quickly yep. for us so th there's a market there for it we sort of covered this one can you put six inch on the hadian yes um you can put the tires on we don't have the uh adjusted gears for the six inch yet for the hadian so you can run them with the hadian hubs and 66 tooth gear or you can put on like the older all-terrain six-inch kit um, with the 47T gear. Mm. Yeah, we haven't um, tested the 47-tooth gear on the seven-inch on the Hadian. Yep. <laughs> and top speed. Yeah. That, Not yet. What do you reckon that's going to do? That'll, well, hit, I, that'll I have, hit over 55. I have tested eight-inch with 66, and that got me to 40, 49? Yeah. I think it was, yeah. yeah, it was 49K now, I think it was. Um, so... Yeah, it's 47 on a 7 inch is going to be getting up there. Mm. Where can I demo it? Okay, so at the moment, uh, you can come into our shop here on the Gold Coast. we got a couple of Hadian boards. We welcome anyone to come and have a look. You can have a go. Uh, we did a random, our first demo event last Sunday, which was good. We just, you know, we had some weather issues last week. We we're going to do a demo that got rained out and then we had COVID restrictions <laughs> and then we just said weather cleared up. Restrictions lifted. Hey, we got six boards. We're going to be here in this location. Come along. We had about 25 people rock up. That was really good. We're doing a demo event here on uh, Saturday again. So uh, if anyone's in Southeast Queensland, ha haven't seen the board, come down, have a go. Um, other than that, we are looking at our schedule at the moment. We are going to be doing demos in various locations uh, over in USA, uh, UK, uh, France, Germany, um, so we're just working through our um, our sample boards and we're in the process of getting boards to these locations to organize um, some demos. Yeah, stay tuned to the social media and yeah. you'll hear hear about it there. Yeah. Is the name Hadian related to Hades in Greek mythology? <sighs> Look, there is some similarities there. You know, at, at the end of the day, it's it's more about like a, a geological time period. Like there's a, there's a there's a history when Earth was you know first formed like 4.6 billion years ago, um, where it was just all fire and molten rock and and it is it's all around that. So, do you guys want to add anything to that? No, I think that's that sums it up. <laughs> yeah, I think it's named after the Hadean. Era, period, yeah, which probably derives its name from the god. Is it louder than the GTR? No. Yes and no. Yeah. I think. 
to, uh, I guess it's it's kind of like GTR when you load it up and you really load it, you know, the GTR is loud and this isn't any different. But I think if you were to take off smoothly on the Hayden, it's like almost dead silent. Yeah, way like quieter. so quiet. Yep, um, and same with the braking. Yeah, just like normal startup, it's, it's like you go, wow, big difference there. And I've actually noticed because I've been commuting on it um, for a while now um secretly on the train sometimes <laughs> <laughs> and i've even noticed like if, if you know you come on a path behind people walking a dog or something like that and you slow right down and once you get slow you can't hear that, it yeah you and can't. so they don't know you're behind you um and even that in itself i've noticed people just don't hear it coming yeah but when you load it up though like you said it you does know, have the, noise. the power is there you can hear it sounds like a jet engine on acceleration but maintaining speed it's also quiet yeah so if you're sitting at 20 25 kilometers an hour yeah, it's pretty quiet it's pretty quiet yeah until you pull the trigger and start accelerating yeah the yeah maintaining yeah. is quite quiet. i mean again so i was commuting home on like yesterday next to a gtr and um yeah you i could hear the gtr like over the Haiti and we we're cruising about that 25 30k an hour speed yeah it's, it's definitely important too to get the the belt tension right on, yeah. on the setup so as we all know, like if, if the belts are too tight, there's going to be more noise. There's going to be you know less less rolling capabilities. So you've got to get that belt tension right. But it it is it just feels smoother, quieter, more efficient, and at especially at high speed. But when you're talking about the GTR, did did they see the board? Did just they Talia. see you? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Tali and I commuted home yesterday. So she she commutes on the GTR, and I was commuting on the Hadian. Oh, I thought yeah. she'd be trying to steal that from you. The Hadian? Yeah. Yeah, she wants it. <laughs> she, she's already stolen my GTR. <laughs> Just keep going from one board to another. <laughs> a question I've seen a couple times and it makes me giggle. Um, are we going to make a Hadian stoke? Ooh, so basic, I wouldn't say it's going to be called Hadian, but you know, are we going to use the technology from what's on the Hadian series onto future products? Watch this space. When I see the question, all I imagine is riding a stoke with the power of the Hadian. I don't think about anything else. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm picturing like just basically a wheelie machine. I mean, you'd have a this this short little board with a kick tail with all this power under it. Like, could you imagine like trying to go full launch? Well, what what your body wheels, setup would be? The front wheels would not stay on the ground. The stoke currently, <laughs> like to do a full launch. By the time you set yourself up and the board just lifts. Yeah, like, I don't think you could do a full trigger launch on. A stoke size board with that, it like be, it could be pretty fun though. Right? <laughs> It'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, that well, that's pretty much all the questions that we had. So let us know in the comments if there is any more questions, and we'll make sure we answer them there. Yep. Um, other than that, anything else we want to say about the Hadian? Look, you know, I, I want to say thanks for everyone's support. At, at the end of the day, it's been a great success for us. We cannot wait, you know, to to hear the feedback. You know, because you've seen some nice marketing from us. Uh, the real feedback is, is starting to, you know, trickle out now for those those who've actually ridden it. Um, we can't wait to get it out. Uh, you know, we're, we're on track with all our, our promises in terms of our shipping. Production's well underway. Um, and uh, we'll be, you know, keeping everyone updated as we run through. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, like, you know, if, if you're thinking about it and you're wondering, like, you know, is it worth it or, you know, what what's the difference? I'm like, you know, look for one of those demo events. Go try one. Like, that's going to be the, the, the biggest thing, like, the most obvious way to sort of go, oh, wow, like, you know, you're going to feel all the changes straight away. So, I really recommend that to anybody who's kind of in that mindset. And th and that's <laughs> the feedback that we saw on, on Sunday. Those who have a GTR and they, they got on the board, they were like, wow, okay, I can see... There's a difference here. I can see this is not 
a GTR replacement. This is a completely different product. We didn't make this to replace the GTR. This is for those that want more. And that was the genuine feedback. It was like, wow, I can, I understand now. Yeah. I mean, we're all riders. We get it. If you're waiting to ride the thing or you're waiting to hear other people that aren't us say what this thing is like, that's completely fair. hundred percent. On the other hand, like massive thank you to everyone that had that trust in the brand yeah, as well. hundred percent. That's super humbling yeah. to just believe that we're going to put out what we say we are. That's it. And you're not going to be disappointed. No, <laughs> no way, man. We're not going to, we're not going to let you down. You know, we've got your back here. Yeah. Right on. Thanks guys. Thank Thanks. you. Cheers.